This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I've got a tough question for you, and I've asked a lot of people on this trip, and nobody's been able to pinpoint one, and it's totally understandable. Do you have a favorite trail in Moab where, like, if it's last minute and you had time to go out on one trail, is there one that you're like, that's my go-to trail? Yeah, um, and it's the one we didn't get to today. <laughs> poison spider? <laughs> yeah, it, so honestly, it's my first time ever coming out here was poison spider, and for some reason I've had this affinity for that trail ever since. And it's, it's just a, it's an amazing, you know, amazing views. Right. It's hard obstacles, it's, but there's got plenty of sections where you can just you know, run wide open and, and, and just got a little bit of everything. That was my, the first year I came out here with Cooper and Brian, um, I had my ZR2, and they took me to poison spider also on the first, for my first trail. And you, you know, entering into it, they have that kind of sandy section, and it's got like those big yep. whoops on it. <clears throat> I'm I'm complete novice. I'm at the mercy of Cooper, so I'm like, you know, whatever Cooper says, that's what I'm gonna do. Like I'm out here to just be like a sponge and soak things up and and do that. So Cooper gets on the radio, he's behind me, and he's like, Kyle, floor it, just pin it, go. So I do, and next thing you know, Cooper and Brian get on the radio, and they're just laughing as hard as they can. And everyone's, there's stuff all over my ZR2 and Cooper comes up to us. He's like, your truck, the back end of it had to have been like six feet in the air. Just yard sailed everything. Hey guys, you're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. If you like going into the outdoors, camping with your family, or maybe you're building a new wheeling rig, you've come to the right place. Thanks for tuning in. Keep following along. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of AOP, America's Off-Road Podcast. We are out in Moab doing uh, something a little new. We created this little portable podcast platform thing with Rugged Radios um, that allows us to bring our stuff in the rig, drive out on the trail, and I have got a special guest that just hopped in and replaced Cooper and Punkin. Mr. Carter Reed from BDS Suspension. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. I gotta say, uh, it's been an interesting day. I've been, <laughs> in, a, I've been in a KJ that's been a little, little wiry on the road, and uh, jumping in this thing, man, it just 
a little smoother on little, for you. A little smoother, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, before we dive in with Carter, as always, you guys can find us on any place that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be. Um, also, you can reach out to Kyle at Off-Road Power, America's Podcast.com. Submit a question, and we can cover that topic on a future episode. Or if you want to go to our Instagram or Facebook, it is America's Off-Road Podcast. You guys can follow along there and see these trips we've been posting this week on uh, some of the trails we've been going on, or you can shoot us a message there as well, and we will respond to you. Um, also, you like what you're listening to? Leave us a review. Take a screenshot, send it to Kyle at americasoffroadpodcast.com, and we will send you something in the mail, a little swag pack. Uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we got Carter with BDS Suspension, company we've been um, friends with for quite some time now. Carter's hopping out of the wonderful Jeep Liberty in front of us. How was driving that thing? You know, it, <laughs> when we built that thing back in 2013, it was, it was like, the idea for it was we wanted to build a Jeep. We were going on Ultimate Adventure. We wanted to do something cool and different. And somehow that conversation in a small group turned into what's the most hated Jeep ever. <laughs> and, and as we started going through all these different, you know, crazy different Jeeps, like the Liberty just, we kept coming back to Liberty because it was like the one vehicle replaced the Cherokee. Everyone loved the Cherokee. And, right. And the Liberty came out. So for us, it was like, all right, we'll do that. But we got to cheat a little bit. So for two years, 05 and 06, they did offer a CRD. So the, the 2.8 common rail diesel. Um, so we got an 05, a lot of miles on it, but uh, had the diesel. So we started from that and gutted it underneath pretty much. I mean, which most Jeep people do anyway. So right. it's got the, it's got a, a 45 RFE uh, transmission, which is factory. And then that goes to the Rubicon uh, 241. And then from there, we've got JK Rubicon 44s front and rear and JK steering box. And I mean, it's just it's pretty much JK underneath, but it's, it's done phenomenal. I mean, it's surprisingly on 40 inch tires. We've flown a couple things here and there, but for the most part, the axles hold up. Uh, for the setup and it's it's been a blast i mean it's kind of our our honey badgers we like to call it because it's just <laughs> it goes wherever we put it it just does not care it just does whatever we do and uh have a blast with it that vehicle reminds me a lot of like our howitzer yeah it's like it earns every mile <laughs> but it's so reliable and it'll just conquer anything you throw at it um what other rigs you got with us on the trail one of my personal favorites your guys is bronco your two-door bronco that you guys released at sema was so rad well, Tell us about that thing. Hey guys, tonight's episode is brought to you by Redhead Steering Gears. Kyle, what makes a Redhead Steering Box so good? Well, first and foremost, they are a family-owned and operated company, but they have unmatched quality. Because each worm gear and piston gear is custom fit, this allows Redhead to guarantee zero play in their steering boxes. Redhead also has over 500 vehicle applications available in their lineup and uh, is backed by a one-year unlimited mile warranty. So if you're on the market for quality and reliability, stick to what we think is best, and that's a Redhead steering gear box. Booyah. Yeah, so that was the that was wanted to be something a little bit a little bit different because we knew a lot of people were going to show up to see him with Broncos. Right. We pitched forward on this idea of hey, what if we built a Bronco but did a truck? Because we knew at that point that they weren't going to be building a truck version, and um, it kind of snowballed. We started with hey, we want a four door and we're going to turn it into a truck and what that could be, and then ultimately they're like hey, we got you a two door. I'm like well, okay. <laughs> so uh, what happened to the four door? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we started with the two door black diamond edition. Um, it is the seven speed. It's got the two point I think two point three liter. Um, and it's 
it's actually turned out to be something really cool because we did the half cab, um, which really we just started with a regular hard top, cut it down, shortened it, and made a little pickup bed out of it, um, put a bulkhead in there. Uh, and uh, it's, it looks cool, it looks unique. It's kind of a throwback to what the original you know, Bronco was used for a lot of time for, uh, for fire rescue, stuff like that. Right. And uh, it's just a modern take on it. So it's, it's not over the top, it's not super flashy, it's, it's, it's more of a utilitarian vehicle is how we set it up. And it's cool because you, like from the front you know it's a Bronco and it looks like you said it's not super flashy, but it definitely makes you double take when you're like, wait a minute, what's going on in the back there? <laughs> um, and then you guys got a JT and a JL back there too? Yeah, we got a, um, our friends at Fox, uh, they've got their JT out having some fun with it. Um, so that's on their, uh, the JKS, uh, J-Crawl system, and then we've got uh, their Fox 3.0 factory race series shock so that's one of their R&D vehicles they've been testing tuning with that and really that that was a vehicle that they did for all the development of the 3.0s and that 3.0 is just you know phenomenal shock whether you bomb into the desert or you know on road use it's just it handles everything you put through right so what uh, what do you do over for BDS what's Carter's so I've been, Carter's role over there you've yeah, been there quite a while yeah I've been there 11 years um, so started out being a graph designer kind of the guy that go to all the events and get content and put together ads and stuff like that. Um, I've uh, moved up the chain over the years and I'm currently the marketing manager for the company. Very cool, very cool. Tell us a little bit about BDS suspension. I know most of our listeners uh, know about it because we ran it on a lot of um, our trucks. Um, it's actually the, the kit that's going on my Tundra is your guys' four and a half uh, coilover nice. kit. Yeah, it's a solid kit. Um, it is, I'm looking forward to getting that put on there. Uh, but tell us a little bit about BDS, what you guys offer. Um, for those of our listeners who haven't heard of you. Yeah, so BDS has been around for about 27 years at this point. Uh, when it started, uh, the whole game was do things a little bit different. So have product in stock, have, you know, put a no fine print warranty on anything, and just kind of have to be the best customer service company and the best product out there. Um, that's grown so much over the years, and, and you know, we've developed, we started out being you know, more leaf spring and, and uh, a lot of the older applications. And as we've gone forward, it's really been keeping with the time. So. Um, High, high clearance uh, IFS stuff. Now we're starting to get a lot more of the coilovers and more performance oriented systems. So you're seeing more mid travel, long arm stuff like that coming out for certain applications. And uh, it's, it's been cool to see the company grow because I've, you know, I've been with the company 11 years, but I've followed it for the last 20. And just right. seeing what the company has become from what it was years ago is just, it's, it's cool. And um, you know, years ago, I think it's seven years now, uh, we were already a good customer of Foxes and, and growing with them and then at the time, we were an employee-owned company, so uh, they took a liking to us, actually made an offer, and we decided to partner up with them. So we've been part of the Fox Factory family for the last seven years. Very cool. Whoa. That thing is kind of a little squirrely, isn't it? Yeah, it's squirrely <laughs> down up there. So the KJ's been fun, but uh, it's I'm not saying everything is not worn out on it, but it just... Well, and something that old, too, like, it's the same with Howitzer. You've seen how many revisions that thing's yeah. gone through, and every time we go on a trip like this, we always got to go back and tighten everything up and make some changes to it. But um, what do you look forward to the most when you guys come out to EJS? So this is one of my favorite places to be. The trails are phenomenal. The views, I mean, you can't get over the views. Right. Um, but really, for me, being in the industry, uh, especially right now with COVID, everyone you know, kind of being stuck indoors all the time, or at least for the most part stuck at home because um, I do re work remote most of the time. And uh, this is a chance to just get out and see all my friends, see all the, the industry partners and, and do stuff like this and ride right. along and hit the trails and 
grab a beer. And yeah, COVID sucked because that completely <laughs> that's crushed all you, That's all, all you got to say, just COVID sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible, man. Not only did it, like, stink from the point we couldn't go out and, and do these events together, but I'm sure, like, you, like any other company and every other company in the industry got hit with, you know, issues as far as getting product on the shelves. That's been painful. It is. It's been, thankfully, most of our, our customers have been understanding, and I'm sure yours have too, but um, it seems like everything's kind of slowly trickling back to somewhat of a normalcy as far as availability and stuff like that goes. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it because it, it sucked really bad. Yeah. And, it, and it, the, the crappy thing about it was it, it wasn't even necessarily our problem. It's our supplier problem and, and their supplier's <laughs> problem, and it just, it just snowballs from there to where people want to get back on track. People don't want to close, but it's like, hey, we it's, it's going to be eight weeks on that part. Yeah. It's just like, oh, man. So it's that has been a an adjustment because we were a company that was you know founded based on having parts in stock shipping same day all that so um it has definitely been an adjustment for us and we're getting back to that and, and you know it, there's definitely that customer service aspect of everyone being frustrated and then they start realizing it's it's not just us it's, it's, it's so, the whole world so it, we're, we're getting back there we're not we're not quite there with shipping same day but most of our stuff at this point is shipping out within a week um certain products are you know, a little longer lead time but for the most part we're 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 almost back to where we used to be right What's uh what's your guys' plans for the rest of the year? You're at EJS now. What event? Um, well, we next pack, couple events you guys going to? Yeah, we pack up from here and uh, haul butt down to Florida for Jeep Beach. Um, oh, you go from here to Florida? Yeah. Wow, that's a well, ways away. They uh, they like to plan those two events with a week between them. Um, so there's <laughs> it's it's kind of cool because everyone in the industry it's like we all load up the truck and trailers and there's a convoy that goes from Moab straight down to Daytona Beach, Florida. That's and, cool. Um, it's. You know, it, you can't be two polar opposite type of events. You know, this is all about trail rated rigs, and then you get down there, and it's 26s, and, right? And all the flash, and it's it's <laughs> it's, it's wet sound bars everywhere and, rather than light bars. And do you guys still take the same rigs you have here? Yeah, of there? course. Yeah, we we uh, we are all about the off road aspect of the company. You guys haven't built a, a Florida specific Jeep yet. We have not. It's not our style. <laughs> Good. So. <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely a place for the, the brodozer or whatever you want to call sure. it, but um, it's and, and they're good customers. I mean, it, yeah. they still use the product and typically don't have a warranty with them because they're not really pushing it to the limits. But uh, yeah, it's that's not who we cater to, but uh, we definitely support that, that right. side of the industry too. So explain one thing that's really cool about BDS suspension is your guys's warranty and what you guys offer. Explain that process. Yeah, so uh, we try to make it. Pretty, uh, pretty straightforward and easy. It's a we call it a no fine print warranty. Um, obviously, there's some fine print with anything, but it, really what it comes down to is if you can find a way to break it, we'll replace it. Um, and that goes for all hard parts. So whether it be a cross member, steering knuckle, leaf spring, if the leaf spring sags that sags on you ten years down the road, if you have the original receipt to show us, we'll get you new spring set out. Um, it's that simple. Uh, for shocks, it's a little different because shocks are a wearable item. Right. Um, so shocks are one year on Fox, three year on our standard shocks. Um, and then bushings are lifetime warranty now too. So, and it was it, it really is that simple. It was about a year ago we had one of our customers that actually called us. He had um, I don't know if it was a TJ or YJ, but had some of your guys' springs and it was sagging in the rear. Gave us a call and I was like, oh, we'll give it a shot. And gave you guys a call and he was fixed up in like a week. So, really really smooth, easy to deal with. You guys have always been an awesome company to work with. Um, how'd you how'd you and Cooper run into each other? <laughs> was well, that UA? That was Ultimate Adventure. Okay, um, in thirteen when you guys brought the Liberty. Yeah, uh, or actually, before that. In the year before that, because we uh, we also one of our sister companies is Zone Off Road, so we had an MJ that we. Brought oh out. yeah, that's right. So yeah, we were out in the MJ and, and met him, and we were you know kind of 
newbies to the ultimate adventure and i think we had like a seven year run and you guys last a little longer than us but uh, yeah um but yeah met him out there and i think it was pouring down rain we were in uh pacific northwest and there were there's a fun story of like 12 dudes just huddled in a tiny little tent uh drinking bourbon and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to stay warm one night because it was freezing and raining and uh got to be good friends with cooper that's awesome What's uh, what's coming down the pipeline over at BDS headquarters? Anything cool? Uh, got lots of stuff going on. Um, I mean, with all of our brands. So, uh, 2020 Chevy HD. Uh, our coilover conversion for the 11 and 19 was so popular. Um, we're getting really close to having that available to purchase. So, taking the truck, getting rid of the torsion bars, and more or less turning it back into like a half ton truck. It's uh, right on. It's we still call it like a, it's uh, standard length control arms, so nothing longer but it just rides so much better and performs so much better off-road. Uh, so giving you upper-lower arms, Fox 2.5 coilovers. That's one of the big kits we've got. Uh, Eight-inch kits for Super Duties, eight-inch kits for and, you know, a lot of the big trucks, like the Rams and the um, mm-hmm. the Super Duties. We've got a lot of fun options for those because people like to go big on those trucks. Right. And then uh, we're just digging deeper into the more performance-oriented kits as well. So you're going to see a lot of the Fox 2.5s come out um, for different applications. So. That's going to be awesome. This episode is brought to you by Timbo Tusk. Whether we are packing for a long day on the trail or just a simple weekend getaway, we never leave home without the Timbo Tusk. If you find yourself cooking with a Timbo Tusk and you taste a little savory, a little, I don't know, freedom, well, that's because they are designed, built, and assembled 100% here in the U.S. of A. They come in a variety of sizes and break down easily into their own carrying case. That way, things are efficient for you to pack for a trip or, more importantly, to get ready to make a meal. So, go to TimboTusk.com, use the coupon code AOPODCAST, that's A-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get 5% off your next order. Now, back to our episode. Booyah! How's how's Bronco production stuff coming along? Bronco production is awesome. Um, Yeah. However... uh, the, the linchpin in that is uh, because we are nested to Fox, uh, there are some delays that were unforeseen. So sure. uh, that's, that's pushed us back a little bit from where we want to be on releasing those kits. But uh, on Bronco, we've got four-inch kits, sort of three to four, depending on the trim level um, is how it'll sit. But uh, that'll fit 37s. Uh, we've also got a four-and-a-half and a six-and-a-half-inch six IFS kit. So your bigger IFS kits with coilovers all the way around, um, all of that should be available roughly September time frame. Okay. Um, for all those kits, and really, just, that's all dependent on the coilovers. So uh, we'll have those out, and it's all going to be the new Fox 2.5 Performance Elite coilovers. Very cool. Very so, yeah, rad. We, we've, we've got our uh, we've got our blue Bronco. We got a new one four door uh, at the shop. We've been playing around and testing and stuff. We didn't get a chance to bring it out here, but it's got the six and a half inch on 40s, and it's just it's a monster. No kidding. It's a monster. That's rad. I bet that looks good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about some of the other uh, dri- factory drivetrain components, so uh, we're actually talking to some of our, our industry partners to say, what can we do to make this stuff survive? <laughs> we, Cooper and I, witnessed on the trail today a uh, Bronco that was getting a little rowdy, and the entire steering rack just... Yeah, I've, I've heard of that happen a few times now. And apparently it's so common that he's like, oh, it's my steering rack? No worries, I brought a spare with me. <laughs> and they had to change the whole rack out. On the t- it's like, wait a minute, you brought one with you? Like, that must be weak. There's, um, there's being prepared, and then there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he he got a little rowdy. But, uh, yeah, what... Uh, 
What's your favorite? What, what brought you into this wonderful world of off-roading, Carter? Yeah, so I I grew up always being into the magazines and just lo- like my dad was into off-roading and so I, you know we would rent on cars together and rent on trucks and I used to write in stories to like Christian Hazel and those guys like you know one day I'd get to meet him when I oh, had yeah. normal things and like back in the sideways section of JP Magazine yeah. and off-road, like I would get published in there you know and I was like 15, 16 and I was like that's hey, awesome. so rad and uh, back in the day it was like one day I'll get to meet those guys and so yeah I was a fanboy early on read every magazine you know, cover to cover and uh was going through college and wanted to do graph design, but was really into off-road and automotive stuff. And that's, I mean, every weekend I was going wheeling. And uh, it kind of the, the situation with BDS kind of fell on my lap because I was working for an off-road shop, uh, just kind of here and there as I was available, uh, doing a lot of their design work on the side. And the president of BDS came to an event and just started chatting them up. And uh, still a year left of college, and uh, he uh, offered me a job right there, then and there. And waited for me for a year for me to finish school and uh that's got, rad yeah moved up to michigan because uh, i was i'm from virginia so moved up to michigan and uh, started the job there very cool that's awesome so how long are you in town for easter g4 you guys here the whole week yeah we'll be here the whole week because we're doing the vendor show um so we got a lot of stuff going on with the vendor show i'm um, trying to you know this is the fun aspect and, uh, and not that the vendor show is not fun it's just a uh, different vibe yeah you know? different vibe and i get it it's like you're really working at that point yeah it's like you you've got to yeah it's i not, get it's it it's not just about holding a camera at that point no no you're not out having fun on the trails and stuff <clears throat> have you ever been up to the little south i have they're awesome yeah I, this is uh so 11 years of the company i think this is my 12th time because they actually before i even started with the company after i got that job offer they had me come out uh, my senior year of college and, nice and take a week off college and come wheeling so it's my 12th time out here and i just I feel like I've hit just about every trail, and I mean, Moab has so much to offer. I've got a tough question for you, and I've asked a lot of people on this trip, and nobody's been able to pinpoint one, and I, it's totally understandable. Do you have a favorite trail in Moab, where, like, if it's last minute and you had time to go out on one trail, is there one that you're like, that's my go-to trail? Yeah, um, and it's the one we didn't get to today. <laughs> oh, Poison Spider? <laughs> yeah, it, so honestly, it's my first time ever coming out here was Poison Spider, and for some reason I've had this affinity for that trail ever since. And it's, it's just a, it's an amazing, you know, amazing views. Right. It's hard obstacles, it's, but there's got plenty of sections where you can just you know, run wide open and, and, and just got a little bit of everything. That was my, the first year I came out here with Cooper and Brian, um, I had my ZR2, and they took me to Poison Spider also on the first for my first trail. And you, you know, entering into it, they have that kind of sandy section. And it's got like those big yep. whoops on it. <clears throat> I'm I'm complete novice. I'm at the mercy of Cooper, so I'm like, you know, whatever Cooper says, that's what I'm going to do. Like I'm out here to just be like a sponge and soak things up and and do that. So Cooper gets on the radio. He's behind me, and he's like, Kyle, floor it, just pin it, go. So I do. And next thing you know, Cooper and Brian get on the radio, and they're just laughing as hard as they can. And everyone's, there's stuff all over my ZR2, and Cooper comes up to us, he's like, your truck, the back end of it had to have been like six feet in the air. Just yard sailed everything. Um, but yeah, they took me at Poison Spider, and then my, the last time um, I was here with Cooper, same thing, but we were out late at night. It's like 10 o'clock at night, and he's like, hey, let's go do fins and things. I'm like, okay, I've done fins and things, that's an easy one. Was this the run with uh, Fred and... 
No. Okay. No, it was a different one. Um, it was just me and Cooper, and he's okay. like, let's just go do a night run. I was like, cool. So he got in his, his Jeep. I got in my ZR2, going to fins and things. I'm like, no problem. This will be – I'm still fairly novice at this point, not super comfortable. Um, and we pull into the parking lot. We start airing down. I look over, and there's a sign, and it's uh, Hell's Gate. And I was like, Cooper, what are we doing? He's like, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Let's just go. So. I I have no short a dozen amazing stories hitting the trails of Cooper. Many, <laughs> many of them at night. Um, I, I think my favorite trail or my favorite story out here, and, and Cooper will attest to this, is when he brought his uh, diesel JK. Yeah, with the 4BT in uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice and heavy rig. Yeah. He just put 60s in, 60 in the back and I think a 44 up front or whatever it was, but uh, we came out. I was in that, that green MJ for zone. Um, it was, that was pretty much a, had a 4.6 stroker in it, had a AX15, uh, 44 up front, 60 in the rear, and 40s, and uh, we get out there and he broke, breaks the rear pinion. Oh my gosh. And he's right behind me, so then he, at that point, you know, we're still early, and I don't think we've even done Chewy at that point. Uh, <laughs> running Pritchett so you know at that point he has to print hook up to me um in front wheel drive and then we get about another obstacle or two and then you hear one of the u-joints pop on the front <laughs> so he's one wheel drive more or less for three quarters of the trail you kept up, going yeah we kept I mean, we we're in it at that point yeah and it was you know, the, the funny thing of it was uh, i had just gotten to moab my boss had a had a meeting he's like you know where he's a little preoccupied and i was like look i gotta run this trail to cooper Way back in like two, three hours tops. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> fourteen hours later. <laughs> was it really fourteen? Fourteen hours later. No way. I brought, I brought like a, a Gatorade and a pack of Twizzlers. I think. I was like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, it's be quick. Yeah, I was running in and out. And uh, but I mean, really, really, what I had to do is like I would set the parking brake, hold it. He would winch up to me. <laughs> we'd keep going. I mean, anything, any kind of obstacle, he was just winching up to me. And then we'd so you were only like. An eighth of the way in to Pritchett. Uh, we were not. I don't think we were into Naka Rocker at that point. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a long day. Was Brian with him too? No, no, no. Uh, I think I've I've heard a short version of this story. Yeah. So it took you. So when you get to the end of Pritchett, I'm assuming you just went out. Pretty much behind, uh, the, behind the rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is a long day. For reals, and, and I'm sure you didn't and, have and, service to be like, oh, absolutely. Not. Oh, hey, man, sorry, I'm still a- stuck on bridge. So my, my boss thought I just like went MIA for, <laughs> yeah, 14 hours. Yeah, we, and so the for reals joke is once we got there, we found a, we got back to a gas station, and we were just so thirsty, and we both got the for reals, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, milkshake drinks, and oh. downed them, and we were just so happy, and yeah, it's, so. to get something. See. I can understand the feeling of being hungry, but I'm terrified of Cooper when he gets, like, hangry. Because he's, like, will do anything for food if he is hungry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so that, he's, uh, between hungry and just, I, I, he was a bit broken by the time Jeez. everything, I mean, anything that could go wrong was going wrong with him. And, uh, but we had, a, we had a blast and got some, got it all fixed up. And then I think that was the year that uh, Fred, before Fred was dirt every day, you know, phenomenon right uh he was just playing these little little fun runs so that was uh he got it you know cooper put the jeep back together over two days and fred invited us all to do uh, a midnight mustache ride he called it oh and so we all get out there and start out at midnight um so we all met at grandpa's garage hung yeah. out there uh, and then we went to uh, area beefy ran green day and a few other trails starting at midnight um and 
ran that through and got done with that trail, got off of there, hauled butt over to the rim trail, uh, ran the rim trail, and the goal was to get to the end of the rim so we could watch the sunrise. That's rad. Yeah, so we did that, and then uh, did it? Did you guys we, make we made it? it? Yeah, and I remember, so so Brian, we we got through the whole thing. I remember because I have this picture of Brian passed out on the rock because we got <laughs> all the way to the end. Yeah, I've passed seen that out on the picture. rock. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, and, and so my passenger more or less gave up, and like we were coming through town, he said drop me off, and I dropped him off. So I did the the rim trail, sleeping. I remember at one point on the rim trail, I was cruising up, and I I think I fell asleep because I was that tired. Uh, oh, so I like, kind of wake up I'm like, where the hell is everybody? So I start going forward and make it up over this ledge. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but and, and I look over and I totally skipped the trail in the, in the dark, didn't see it, and just totally drove up the side of a hill. And, <laughs> and like, then everyone's coming from the left. I? I'm like, oh, I, I guess I'm leading now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we got done with rim trail, uh, got down off it. We'd already worked a 12-hour vendor day show the day before. Oh, did that. gosh. You know, it's six o'clock, uh, coming down at sunrise, so we're hauling butt. I grab my work shirt, continue the booth, work another 10-hour day. <laughs> and then uh, that was the marathon, because I had like three Red Bulls, and Jeez. I drove 24 hours straight back in a JK8 all the way to Michigan. Oh, then when you we got done with the vendor yeah. show, you turned around and drove yeah. back yeah. to Michigan? I don't know how, I, then I slept, like I, I got back, told my wife I'd be home for Easter. She was so pumped and like got back made an Easter egg hunt and then passed out and slept for 48 and, hours. Yeah, yeah, woke up like the next day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Any good UA stories? What's your fate? What's the, Oof. you did, did you do seven? Were you on all seven that BDS did? Yeah, I was not on the first one. So, so what of those six that you went on, do you have a favorite, um, UA? Yeah, it was the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Oh really? Yeah. That, I mean, just so scenic. Um, for one, that was awesome part yeah. of it. Because um, normally they're just, they're in different parts of the country that he's just, they're trying to show you somewhere new. Right. And and I love Rick, but when Rick was running that show, it was from sun up till sundown and, and typically into the night. And it was just running hard. Right. So we, I really, I, the reason I like Pacific Northwest one, which I think was 12? Yeah. 15 or something? Um, yep. Uh, the reason I like that one our rig held together. We kind of worked out all the bugs because both the first year we did it, we had an MJ we built from scratch in six weeks, had all kinds of issues. Um, this, you know, the next year we came back, it was all dialed and it just did phenomenal. And that was Pacific Northwest. And then the following year we came back with BDS and we built a KJ in like eight weeks as, and just all sorts of issues with it. Uh, we found every bug that was in the, the setup that right. week. And then come the next year that we'd worked out all the bugs and it was a phenomenal trip again. Um, I would say the funniest story was the first year with Liberty, or, or first year we had Liberty on there. We had all kind of wiring gremlins because we, I mean, we chopped up a, a Liberty and made it, yeah. you know, to what it is now, which is pretty cool rig, um, open fender in the front, more or less a comp cut in the back, and we cut about six foot of the wiring harness out. We couldn't get it to to fire up, and we we we'd get it to start, but we couldn't actually ever rev it up for whatever reason. And ended up towing all the way down to Alabama from Michigan to the start point of UA. Just like, they got the rig ready. Just, this is the only issue we can't figure out why it won't rev up. Right. Ended up finding a wire that was shortened out under load when you're hitting the throttle pedal. So just jumped a wire over and it powered right up. So we got it on the trail, put our first dent in the, tra- in the brand new built vehicle within like 10 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> but it was, let's see, it, we had like a, more or less, the motor mounts on it were so stiff that the hood and everything would shake so we put a bottle of water and it'd like bounce like a foot off the hood <laughs> and it was to the point that it 
on the last day of UA, it, we had the ECU mounted to the roll cage under the hood, and it shook so bad that it finally just fried the ECU. No way. It wasn't way. heat or anything. It was just that violent a vibration for, for a whole week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That the, the vehicle was just dead in the water. So. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> lots of stories like that. But, you know, in that process, then we, uh, Dave Chappelle hooked it. Dave Chappelle and Sam Gillis hooked it to their the tube car, the old green tube car that he's got. Yeah. And towed it, like, the last 100 miles of the UA. Gosh. <laughs> with a bubble rope and got it to the... Endpoint, and we loaded on a trailer and headed back. Oh man, so. do you have a favorite uh, BDS build that you guys have done? You guys do a lot of really cool ones, though. So yeah, we, I would we, imagine that's tough to have a favorite. My favorite one uh, is no longer with us, actually. It, oh, so, that's a sad story. Yeah. Um, Are you allowed to tell our listeners? Sure. Yeah. No, we, we've got a whole video out on it, and um, kind of shows the history how it came together. So um, our first year working with Ford, we pitched them on this idea of uh, originally it was going to be called Stubby. Um, is a single cab short bed Super Duty. Um, it's yeah, that conver- conversion's been done a bunch of times. And it's like a Ford version of Howitzer. Pretty much, of. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, not saying we did it first, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so the idea was it was uh, you kind of just make a Baja truck. So it was single cab short bed Super Duty, six six point seven liter diesel. Um, you had the seven speed, and ultimately uh, underneath of it, it was um, fourteen inch travel coilovers um, and bypass on every corner, uh, trailing arms in the rear, and it was just a monster. We had F450 axles, 42-inch BFGs, uh, road racing bumpers, one winch, I mean, and this thing was flawless. It had six-inch flared, uh, I think it was, it was uh, fiberglass, or fiberworks. Fiberworks, on yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, just, it was just a beast. Uh, we built it up, just stole the show at SEMA the first year we ever worked with them, uh, with Ford. Took it around, did it, you know, the first year it was just such an over-the-top build for us. Um, that we didn't do too much with it. I got to take it on the trail a couple of times and kind of run through the desert. We brought it back to SEMA the following year, showed it, and then on the way, like a month after SEMA, we had to have it in a show for Florida, so we just more or less put it in, the, put it in one of our local dealer's shops. Right. And he put it in the back of a shop. And How many miles are on this truck at this point? <sighs> Rough guess. Less, less than 500. Less than 500? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was more than that. Less oh, no. than 500 no, miles. It, it's a brand new build, and... I mean, the, it, it was on 42, like, stickies. Like, it, this Whoa. thing, this thing. Like, you guys drove it from, like, SEMA to, like. To a trailer. Get, get <laughs> yeah, to a trailer, and then off the trailer to get pictures, and then back onto a trail. Yeah. Trailer. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I put, I think it had about 40 miles of off-road use, and wow. all the rest was, you know, from a, from getting off the trailer to an event or stuff like that. It was all. And before you dive into it, how much time, like what, how, what was the, the length of this build? So, so that was a three month build. We had about six guys on it, um, off and on. Yeah, I'd say they probably spend 30 hours a week. I mean, it was, it was huge because we went all the way down to the frame, chopped the frame, shortened it. I mean, reinforced the frame, did everything. I mean, it was, we got pictures of the build. It, we didn't pull any stops. So you, <laughs> you, you go to store this in the storage. Uh-huh shop yeah just safekeeping you know just safekeeping let's keep it <laughs> covered in a shop that's secure yep i was and then uh so i get the call from my boss who had just heard um from the dealer that was storing it for us and i was on the way to it was the day before thanksgiving i remember that because I, I took the day off and i was cruising to go see some family up in pennsylvania and i get the call that hey did you hear about uh, about sd126 which that was the name we shortened it so we called it sd126 which is super duty 126 is 126 inch wheelbase right and uh so you hear about sd126 i was like no what's up he's like uh it's, it's gone I'm like what do you mean You're like 
someone got stolen something like right i mean it's, it's that unique that we'll find it if it got stolen <laughs> exactly and, uh, you, you can't sell this truck yeah. and he's like no uh there's a fire i was like and i just i and i you, know, you, you don't assume like it was a total loss but it, it was a total loss like it's there was a boat with 50 gallons worth of fuel right next to it. So, I mean, they, <laughs> I lost, they, lost, like, yeah, they lost like 40, 14 vehicles in the fire. They were all inside of this warehouse. Um, and there was a boat just loaded up with fuel sitting right next to it. So it burned hot. And uh, oh. I mean, it, uh, the pictures. I saw the, the photos. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it the shocks, burnt to the, the ground. Yeah, I mean, the whole, I mean, there's, the aluminum just completely melted. There was nothing left of the aluminum. Oh, so, man. Uh, uh, that thing was a total loss. Uh, it, <laughs> Uh, we were trying to figure out what to do, and, and we lost the trailer that was on it, which is you know, a minor thing there. But uh, insurance gave us, uh, I think, sixty grand for it. <laughs> oh my god! And the, the problem was, so it covered the shocks. Yeah, yeah I, I like mean, the, the, the problem with it was, every I mean, we had all these companies jump on board because they wanted to be a part of the build, so we didn't have receipts for anything. It was all time oh, and labor, man. and so ultimately they gave us the value of what the truck would have been to buy. And, and ultimately, it was a it was a dollar truck from Ford, so we got the truck for a dollar. So like, oh, well, I mean, everything. Yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of money in parts, but we had a ton of time in it. Oh, and, that hurts. Uh, so yeah, about sixty grand we got out of that, and uh, so that one hurts. Man, um, and only five hundred miles. See, that was. I remember that truck and seeing it at SEMA, and we probably spent I don't know an hour in Ford's booth just looking at the truck. You guys knocked it out of the park on that truck. And, yeah, I remember getting word of it. When we heard about it, a lot of us were like, oh, that's just one of the BDS's funny pranks that they do on, like, not a BDS suspension when they made the post. And then... Fun story with that, by the way. That just started as a, you know, back in the day, just every day we're going to do a different kind of comical post. Yeah. And uh, for some reason that stuck. But, like, I started that uh, eight years ago just as a a joke. Every Friday I was going to just do a post. Eight years running. I have not missed a Friday. No that's kidding. How, that's how much con- that's how much good content of ridiculously bad vehicles. That's kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> and it's scary. like I, 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 I don't have any shortage of content now. Like people send them to us. I find stuff on forums. Like, oh yeah. Like, there's no way. Like this is re- it just keeps coming. That's funny. Yeah, we thought it was a joke, and then when we I think I'm sure Cooper probably called you and was like, "What?" And then uh, yeah, that's a tough tough one to swallow. Uh-huh. That one that one hurts. So and that was you know that was our first Ford Ford build. Um, at this point, we've done five of them with them. Uh, Your guys is Rangers rad. The Ranger is definitely I, cool. I dig that thing. And the Ranger was so. If anybody wants to see content on this, um, you can look up hashtag Project uh, SD126 to find that one. The Ranger we're talking about is Project Ranger X, just the letter X. Um, so the Ranger was 2019 Ranger. We got it in late 2018. Um, at that point, there were only like. 10 rangers in existence yeah so we got one of the first ones we were you know rushed through it to prototype a kit uh to have one of the first one there we had it at sema with a you know six inch coilover kit and what was interesting the interesting thing about that build was we got it and we're like hey we're gonna do a kind of a motorsports themed um overhaul on it so we're gonna put a service box on the back and, and have everything from you know a Sorry, turn it here. Uh, <laughs> had everything from a dirt bike to uh, extra fuel speakers. I mean, just kind of have all your gear so you can go out and have some fun with motorsports rig. Uh, the thing with it was we got the vehicle and we got the uh, sorry, you're yeah, on yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Got the vehicle and then we got the the Nap Hide service box all within about a, a week of each other. And we started to realize something's wrong. 
Well, they only make one ra one uh, chassis on the Ranger. So it's either a crew cab short bed or it's an extended cab long bed. Oh, okay. But it's the same chassis. Well, the service box is only done for a long bed truck. Oh. They give us a crew cab. So have this Ranger that no one's ever seen, you know, one of the few <laughs> only ones. First day we own it, we cut the frame. <laughs> oh, cut, cut the frame and extend it 14 inches. Oh, my gosh. To make this crew cab long bed. So currently we're the only crew cab long bed new Ranger in the world. But that's I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that, rad. That's kind of cool. So that, plus we have the only uh, Bronco pickup in the world. That, yep, so. that's rad. Well, looks like we're sitting on the side of the road now, so we'll wrap this up. Before we sign out, Carter, where can people find out about you guys on social media, website, all that good stuff? Yep, so social media, um, just at uh, BDS Suspensions with an S on the end, .com, or BDS Suspensions, and then uh, our website just BDS-Suspension.com. All right, guys, go check them out. They have everything. You can completely customize your kits. One of the things I like about BDS is you go through year, make, model on their website, and then you can select 2-inch, 3-inch, 4-inch, 6-inch, whatever size you want, and then that kit for your vehicle is completely customizable to how you want it. So make sure you guys go check out BDS Suspension and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Carter, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Again, follow us, America's Off-Road Podcast, Instagram, Facebook. Shoot us an email. Until next time, we'll see you.